We rock your kinky world, cuz Edley likes to party. He sponsors our shenanigans. Fuck yeah, bro, he's the bomb. Try to record here. <coughs> oh. Oh. Kathy. Oh. Yes, Satan? <laughs> oh, Kathy. Hmm. You got me feeling kind of all steamy. I I don't know what to make of what you're doing there. Mm, Kathy, I want to touch your love monkey. Ew, mm. I don't have a love monkey. Mm, Kathy, oh, just give it to me. Do you want to call me daddy? God, no. <laughs> do you want to do you want to suck off my walrus-sized testicles? Oh my God! Please stop whatever you're doing. Do you want me, Kathy? No. I want you. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. See what happens. See what Whoa. happens. What? What? What happened? Uh huh. Sorry, I got a little dizzy there for a second. Felt like I was channeling some lustful Kathy Satanism thing there. I think Satan possessed you. How you doing, Kathy? Uh, well, I'm feeling very traumatized by what just happened, but otherwise I'm fine. <laughs> have you been getting any ween this weekend? I have been getting ween. Remember we talked last week about the fact that I had to just suck it up and fucking have the difficult conversation with Creative Explorer? Yes, do tell, do tell. I did. I had the difficult conversation wherein I, as the submissive, tell him what it is I need from him. Um, but that, okay, so that, yeah. it went good. You know, was, I mean, I don't think there was ever any doubt that it was going to go good. I think what, what you and I ended up talking about was the fact that it's just difficult to do no matter how what the outcome is going to be. It's it's not an easy thing to do. So I did it. We had a good conversation and uh, the spankings have increased per good. my request. Yes. Good. Good. I'm just somebody who likes being spanked i can't help it and i i need it in my in my dynamic so i can spank you kathy satan who invited you to this thing i can spank you like a dirty little muffin i want to talk to boogie now <laughs> i want to talk to boogie now i want to talk to boogie now fine kathy just remember you had your chance at demonic greatness what just happened nothing satan and i were just having a conversation god damn that guy is fucking annoying he's so uh, needy you should talk buddy hey 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 after the week that i have had the week that i have had kathy i'm going to tell you because i know i put it in the thing and you were like what the fuck is this uh -huh. all right kathy now then you know how weightlifters which i am not uh you know they work really hard and you got to pull those muscles and sometimes like extreme weightlifting can you know push your body to a extreme that you don't uh, you, you don't think that's going to happen and you sure don't expect you don't expect that an extreme thing is going to happen well i had Kathy, a weightlifting moment without weightlifting. And in fact, it was during masturbation. Boogie, Jesus fucking Christ. What the hell did you do now? 
I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I'm like keeping my voice down so nobody hears, you know, because I don't think they, you know, they consider that, you know, I'm here and, you know, I got to masturbate at some fucking point. I'm just trapped here in this house. Yeah, right. Trapped. You know what? I have no sympathy for you. You're you're there with your friend, Leah, who, by the way. I'm quite sure knows you well enough to know that you're masturbating in that room. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, Kathy, come on. Don't say that now. That's not appropriate. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be that show, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like late at night and sometimes you should just go to bed. But, you know, you're kind of like, oh, God, I just should. You know, it's been a while and, you know, but I wasn't that into it. So, of course, you got to kind of push a little bit. And it's been really hot and humid and there's been a lot of stress. And, you know, sometimes at the end, you're just like, just fucking nut. God damn it. Just nut. And I was pushing and pushing. And then I, like, started losing my erection. So I started trying to jerk harder. And I'm like just thinking of was trying to look at porn and all sorts of weird, crazy shit on the internet. And, and I'm getting close, but I'm losing it. So I'm squeezing and I'm pulling and, and I finally just get the, and it's the worst, the worst L sucko, but it, it happens. And then immediately after Kathy, my nose starts to bleed. <laughs> What? You're lying. <laughs> lying, Kathy. What did you do? Did you give yourself an aneurysm? I jerked off so hard that my nose bled. Not really proud of that, I don't think. And I'm oh sure Path my Girl. God. I'm sure Path Girl's gonna let me know that I'm gonna die in the next four minutes, but you know. I'm sure she's going to weigh in with the medical side of what actually happened to you. <laughs> Squeezed too damn hard. I nutted and blew out my nasal. Oh, gross. Boogie, I swear to God, I- I'll never be able to erase those images you just gave me out of my head. <laughs> just the commitment, Kathy. I just uh-huh. want you to understand that I was committed and I wasn't going to stop. My heart was racing. And sometimes when you get older, you- you're afraid, you know, you like with the girls, I don't worry about it because I don't worry about coming, right? So it's like if I get tired, I just stop and then I'll finger them or do something else to them or whatever. But when you actually have the goal of achieving an orgasm, sometimes you got to really push. And uh, apparently pushed a little too hard, Kathy. Gave yourself a nosebleed. Oh, my God. Gave myself a nosebleed. Started bleeding like a stuck pig. It was uh, pretty impressive. That is... That life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. <laughs> Get her done, fit life. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. This week I have a post from Sky Lotus who wrote something called, beautifully called, Thank you, Fet Life. In which he says, over the last month and a half, I have shown my fiance probably a million writings, pictures, and videos from Fet Life. Whereas I have been drawn to BDMSM for a long time, he has never felt the appeal, which was fine. I wasn't going to force him into anything. After all, BDSM involves consent. But he is always trying to make me happy. And so we talked and he said, if anything piqued his interest as well as mine, then we could see about figuring it out. 
And surprise, surprise, he likes it. A lot of it. And wants to try stuff with me. He's even been doing his own research when I'm at work. And he has noticed that my little space is literally the same me I have always been. We just have a name for it now. We talked about callers and how I wanted one because I love knowing that I'd be completely his. And he got hard, like rock hard. He was surprised. I was surprised. I got wet. It was a great time. Now, I still strongly believe that more than one relationship can coexist. It's just that while I'm figuring myself out, I can do it with the same man that has helped me get to this point in the first place. I don't know what the future will hold out, at least for now. But thank you, FetLife, for helping me get closer with him and helping me explore my kinks with the person I love. I I swear to God, I'm crying. I'm crying right now. That was so beautiful. We got to come up with a signal or something when you're about to pop in, Satan. I am so happy for this person. Uh, I just can't believe how beautiful it is that we have a community that just offers this type of inspiration. get, Get a hold of yourself, Satan. We need to speak to Boogie now. Suck my walrus balls. Giant flapping walrus balls. It's so disgusting. I'm back. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm sorry. Abuse the toy. Yes. They told me not to do that as a kid. Sorry. And yet you're doing it. Okay. And yet so- I'm doing it. I don't care. <laughs> I have effects in my little my little mixing board and I'm gonna use them. So I I was uh I got to tell you that all the the reading that I I have to do is hours upon hours to find stuff because I'm always looking for a really good post. And in the last six months, year, actually, it's been really fucking hard. I mean, the it's post after post about Black Lives Matter, gender identity, the Me Too movement, Trump, riots, pandemic, you know, social justice warriors left and right. And I'm not the only one who's noticed it because, of course, let's not forget that after all that, I will also see tons of posts of people saying why I'm leaving FetLife. I'm not the only one who's noticed it. It is not easy to be looking at post after post of people saying how pissed off they are and discussing things that are not kink related. Now, I fully understand that FetLife, you can do whatever you want on it. You're allowed to post whatever you want. And people are are rightly pissed off about a lot of stuff. But for somebody like me, Boogie, who's got to be trolling through FetLife to look for posts for us to discuss, it is very, reading this post was like, if, if I'd been sitting in a big, horrible, muggy room, which is probably like what your car used to be, <laughs> and somebody opening a window and letting a fresh breeze of fresh air in. And I was just so fucking relieved to read a positive, great post about fet life affecting people positively. I, I absolutely love this post. I'm totally with you on this. People have to vent. There's a lot of serious stuff that's going on right now. People are very passionate. People are very scared. People are very angry. And no one's invalidating that. But it is true at some point, you're for someone like you that's wading through all these things, you're like, where's the fucking kink? The thing is, is people aren't having kink right now. I get it. 
So they got nothing else to do but be angry. <laughs> you know, we're angry that we're not able to be with our partners, a lot of us. And then we're angry about all of these other important issues. And so what's left? Bitching and whining on our social media. Yeah. So the good news is, is there are archives and archives and archives. And apparently this poster found those archives of a time when everyone was exploring their kink. There's so much information on FetLife. There are so many groups. There are so many past posts. It is still a wealth of knowledge. There may not be as much new knowledge. And it's the same thing with Perverted Podcast. I mean, we're now starting to reach out to our listeners and uh, other people telling us their kink stories in part because we're just not happy. I mean, other than me jerking off and getting a bloody nose, how many times can you tell that story? And it's actually interesting. Not even once, but oh, not, oh, not, not even. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I really tried. No, it was funny, actually. <laughs> but, it, but I think I felt a similar thing. I don't read as many posts as you do, so I don't understand the elation that you felt but it was so lovely i mean literally i just used the word lovely it was so lovely to just see what we all set out to do which was to create an environment and pass along our experience strength and hope so that new people can navigate this in a healthier way and to discover things and to hear the story of her partner so many times we've heard this where they're like, I'm not into this kinky BDSM stuff. I'm not into this kinky B. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds hot. I like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And that's what all of us did. So to just be able to remember that this is a temporary situation that we're all fighting through so we can get back to the kink. And in the meantime, people who are new have an outlet to discover themselves during this time do you know what i mean we've talked about this on the show i mean yeah you're right when you say that fet life uh if you start stop looking at all the posts on kinky and popular and start looking at all the groups and uh the discussions that are being had it's a whole bunch of information archived information that you can look at uh specifically for what it is that you're you're looking to learn about so it it is great and this is also a, a wonderful story about exploring it with some your partner who's not kinking and it coming out well. It doesn't always come out well, even with the best intentions, with the most positive attitude. There's always a possibility that it's not going to work no matter how much you, you look at it. And this is just one example of it working out very well. I was going to say that when I read that and I was all feeling all warm and mushy and I knew we were going to talk about it and celebrate that it was a win for this poster and her partner and that hopefully they're going to discover what they like and what they don't like. I just had this horrible reality that I've watched in the 12 years that I've been in the lifestyle of the one partner not being into it even after the other person presents them with a wealth of opportunity yeah. and, and information. And most of the time, from my experience, what I've seen, it's because the other person literally just either had a fear or they weren't, their fear was enough that they weren't into the pleasure of their partner. Yeah. Or they just, their programming was such that they're like, no, I can't get past this badness that I am told that the kink 
world is. Right. So you're right. We know that. But right, to hear that it went well this time is... It's very reaffirming, and I think I needed it. <laughs> I think I needed it, too. I absolutely needed it. And it also inspires us because we get those letters, too. I mean, on a significantly smaller scale, um, our show is an extension of the information that we get on FetLife. I mean, every every week we talk about things that are going on on FetLife, and then we have our own experience that we add. And it's the same hope. And we have helped some people navigate uh, their kinky lives with their partners. And I just wish it could be more, not just for us. I mean, I wish there were more podcasts. I wish there was more positive social media surrounding people's sexual exploration of themselves. You know, there are, don't you? I mean, I know you don't l- listen to a lot of podcasts, but there actually are quite a few out there and they're growing. Yeah, there. but as far as, uh, absolutely, there's probably about, I'd say close to 100, 100 kinky podcasts that are like, you know, like our level and above. Uh, right. But for the amount of people that have strong kinky tendencies, I mean, the study and research it says about anywhere between 9 and 17% of all humans have kinky tendencies to strong kinky tendencies. So 100 podcasts is hideously underrepresenting that amount of people who would be interested and need to get that positive information, not to mention their partners and family members and neighbors and friends that don't understand what their desires are and are maybe judging and persecuting and oppressing. Right. We are a hideously underserved, uh, what would you call that? Under what? Underserved uh, community or under, I don't know, whatever. You get what I'm saying. There's not yeah, enough. But it, it's like any uh, fringe community or fringe group in society, whether they're swingers or polyamorous people, it goes out of what societal norms and people don't understand it because you get afraid. You see, you've we all know and have seen horrible stories of what happens to people when things go wrong as their families find out as their public as the public finds out i mean look what happened to is it louis ck we're now everybody knows what his thing is everybody knows what his kink is right and that's a horrible thing and the first thing we think about when we hear something like that is oh jesus fuck i don't want that to happen to me i better be careful but what i'm saying is 17 percent is not fringe that's a lot of people that's a lot of people that are actually into these types of behaviors and activities or would be if they had it presented to them. Yeah, and I get it. But it also is the fact that it's not all kink has to do with sex, with sex, but it is the majority of kink for us, for most people, has to do with their sexuality. Sure. And that's something that, that people don't discuss openly. That's something that you don't. You don't shout it from the rooftops what you're doing. So already you're discussing an area that is very much kept in the bedroom. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not everybody wants to hear, you know, at dinner what 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 Bob and Sue are doing next door. <laughs> Grandma, I massaged your grandfather's prostate last night. And he <laughs> shot a wad all over my nightgown. <laughs> It's in the dryer right now. Okay, maybe 
I'm with you. All right. But that's why we need more podcasts and we need more media coverage of this because people are interested in this and it is something that is of benefit. And once again, like we see, the main celebration of this post isn't so much that they discovered the kink. It's that this is an example of two people communicating thoroughly and being invested in each other to find out if they can meet in the middle somewhere and enhance their relationship. And that's going to benefit everyone, whether they're kinky or not. Well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but uh, I'm thank you, Sky Lotus, for letting us discuss your wonderful post. You know, if you sell your soul to me, Kathy, uh-huh. I can probably get you some more media attention. So if I sign my soul over to you, I'm afraid I'm going to need a lot more out of the deal than media attention. Well, I'm, I'm listening. You know what? Give me some time. I'll write out a list and I'll give it to you. Suck my wallet balls. Nope. <laughs> just a little? Nope. That will not be on the list. <laughs> Maybe one just, you know, you have the tongue from the right and you slurp all the way to the left. <laughs> You know, you have all of hell to choose from. Can't you find somebody there who's going to suck your walrus balls? It's more fun when there's a fight. That's it. I'm done. I will unplug this mic. Bring Boogie back. Okay. Wow, you're mean. (laughs) Isn't there anything you can do to keep that guy out of the show? (laughs) Would you like Lois to come back? I would prefer Lois to Satan. Really? Is Kinky World News a social enigma? I don't know, let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Enigma. Oh no, there's an echo. Enigma, are you ready to rock and roll this chicken coop? Let's rock and roll! Yeah! How you doing, Enigma? I'm doing pretty good. Surviving back at home without me? Does the entire city of Los Angeles cry in longing for me? Yes, I I, I drove by your your gym the other day, and I just heard the crying from from the other people who live there, being like, that weird guy who recorded shit and made weird noises in the middle of the night, like, he's not here anymore. Yeah, I don't think the gym misses me. uh, However, I dreadfully miss the gym. Well, you are in the land of don't give a fuck, so there might be a gym you could... I mean, you might be able to just, like, transfer your membership. I heard. I heard that. But, uh, you know, hopefully, I think I'm going to be coming home probably in the next six, seven weeks. But how have you been? What kind of stuff have you been doing? Have you been incredible? Have you been sexing? Have you been in your chair? What's going on? (laughs) Lots of time in my chair. Uh, But one of the things, and we'll actually get into this a little bit, is talking to potential playmates for like when things lighten up a little bit and things become feel a little bit more safer so like lots of plotting and and scheming for for a sexy debauchery uh when when things are a little bit safer is there a certain amount of anticipation that builds with that because sometimes groundwork is a lot of fun you know and it can go on i've had groundwork literally go on for years before i actually got to play uh with people um, but surely months and months. Do you find that you kind of like that? I, I, I'm i a big fan of teasing in like a, a good tease in general. 
So that kind of anticipation for what's to come is definitely super exciting. And then, and I think it, it just the buildup of it makes makes when you finally get to have that thing all the better. I'm kind of a bitch about this. I, I like it as long as I have some actual get to stick my dick in something on the side. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't like all teas. Like this that's going on right now. Don't like it. Right. No. Right. Don't like it. Not cool. But we'll get into some of that in a little bit. What is our first topic that we're going to get into? Because this is actually horrible and funny and horrible, but funny. <laughs> well, yeah, let's we'll start off a little bit light. So a, a man was hired or a couple of men were hired for a sexual fantasy in Australia and they ended up breaking into the wrong house. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, this did happen in Australia. It did no Florida man this time. And so these two men were hired to carry out a fantasy of being tied up and abused with a broom. Pretty specific. Not, yeah, a very specific <laughs> fantasy. And and this didn't ha- happen over like Craigslist or Reddit or 4chan or somewhere where you expect this to happen. No, this happened over Facebook. The guy paid these two guys five grand to break into his house, tie him up, and then abuse him with the broom. After they had made the plan, the man moved about 30 miles away. And, and didn't tell didn't the guys. Sell the yeah. guys. Yeah. Okay. Now this is okay. I read this story, mm-hmm. and right off the bat, there's stuff that just sounds out of the ordinary. Because rational people would think would first off not forget that they're going to pay two guys five grand to tie him up and beat you with a broom. You usually wouldn't, that wouldn't be something that you would just keep, you know, like, oh, get milk, uh, <laughs> you know, pay off your, your registration on your car, and then, you know, two guys break in your house, tie you up and beat you with a broom. Usually it would be more, you know, something you would remember. So it already sounds like something that to me, well, that would absolutely, that almost sounds like it couldn't possibly happen. But there are people. There are people who are in kind of another planet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing I'm seeing some some initial problems with that. And then the guys, <laughs> but what was extra? This is Australia. This is straight Australia because the the guys they got caught like apparently to the story they broke in the house, they took off their masks. The stranger whose house it was the not the right guy wakes up, obviously probably terrified out of his mind. Oh, and yeah. the guys instantly see what's wrong, that it's not the guy. And they're like, oh, sorry, mate. And they shake the guy's hand and leave. Yep. Which that alone, insanity and hilarity at the same time. That you wake up, you think you're going to die, and the guy's like, oh, sorry, you're the wrong guy. Sorry, shake my hand and leave. It doesn't help that the the two guys decided to improv a little bit and brought along machetes as props. Yeah, the machete prop thing. Yeah, that was definitely, (laughs) I mean, A for effort and amping up the situation. Right. What was even better was they didn't get in trouble. Uh, no, I mean, they did get arrested, but yeah, both men have been acquitted. Yeah, they got acquitted because the judge was like, okay, this was obviously not an intentional break-in. But I'm like, are you kidding me? They probably made that guy shit his bed. 
in like not a fine, not nothing. Yeah. Just like, all right, mate, you, you know, you, you fucked up and, and all's well and good. You shook the guy's hand. Oh, yeah. Well, and then and after the breaking into the wrong house, they uh, ultimately went over to the right house and the guy just like made them breakfast. I don't think they got paid. I hope they got paid. Hopefully up front. Maybe. That seems like an upfront sort of thing. That was such an insane story just all around. Yeah. Almost unbelievable. If I didn't know so much of what I know and have seen so much in my darker years <laughs> and heard of experiences that people have to where you would see how something this disastrous could almost innocently happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I just laugh because like this, this article is on the BBC. So like it made it such a a ruckus that like the bbc.com was like we need to do an article about this story <laughs> so now enigma that we've had our chuckle and and fortunately fortunately nobody got hurt right absolutely uh, beyond the trauma of having people break into your house and wake you up <laughs> with masks and machetes right i'm sure there may be i don't know some face to face therapy over the interwebs for a couple months First, let's talk about what went wrong here. Right. So what do you feel would have been a better way to organize a fantasy like this? I mean, the the main problem is that the, the man who hired them didn't update his new address. Like, I think it sounds like they had a plan. Like, you show up at my house, probably, like, accidentally, quote unquote, left the door unlocked. And these two guys come in, tie you up, and then abuse you in the way that you want to be abused. I think really the mistake comes down on the guy who who made the plan initially, and he, he never updated the guys. I see no problem with, like, okay, you found guys on Facebook who are willing to do the thing. Maybe there's some sort of vague contract in mind in place, and then and then you moved. If anybody is going to be getting punished, I would see it, say the guy that hired I would definitely say the lion's share of the error in this would fall on the person who is planning their own fantasy. Right, absolutely. Um, I would not excuse, whether you're getting paid or not, you are becoming the top of the scene and you have certain responsibilities. Did you, obviously some time had to pass for this guy to move. Right. So as the top, is it not your responsibility to maybe check in? right before the event happens and go, we're still good on this. Everything's a go. Did we plan? Do we have neighbors that we have to worry about? Is there a possibility of us getting arrested for breaking and entering? There are responsibilities as well on the top. And then, of course, adding machetes when that wasn't part. Of, I mean, the guy even told him, hey, put the machetes back in the car. We don't need that. Right. Exactly. You know, so that was that was definitely something that the guy didn't ask for. And when you come into a house with machetes and your neighbor sees you going in, you know, you're going in with weapons, you know. Okay. So that phone call to the police is obviously going to be a lot more severe than these two guys with masks walked in the front door. Now we go to the next part of this, which if you're going to do, I mean, people want to do kidnap scenes and I'm not going to tell people what to do in their lives. That's not what this talk is going to be about. People right. are going to make their own decisions and they're going to have an exciting fantasy and they want to act it out. When you involve the public, however, there is a responsibility to make sure that you are protecting the public right. from you. 
And not just from you and your play scene, but from destroying the integrity of helping people when they are in trouble. Right. Because, like, okay, I'm going to give an example of something that I thought was poor form. Brad, I think it was Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt did a public prank where he went up to a movie theater, you know, crowded with people. You know, everyone's like, holy shit, Brad Pitt's here to see this movie. And everyone's looking, and he's just nodding at people. You know, hey, what's up? I'm Brad Pitt. And all of a sudden, a van pulls up. Five guys get out. They grab him, kicking and screaming, into the van and speed off as a prank. Yeah, I remember that. And people freak out, and they start calling 911, 911. Oh, Brad Pitt was here. And, 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 you know, just so how stupid it sounds. You know, oh, I'm at the movie with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt just got kidnapped in front of a movie theater, blah, 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 blah. Ha, 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 ha. Big laugh. Never going to happen again in those people's minds. Because there's a boy who cried wolf syndrome that goes on here. When you do something and you include the public, you want people to call 911. You would hope if there was a real emergency or a real kidnapping or you see a kid get dragged into a car screaming or you see somebody getting hit or you see something. There is already so much psychology that stops people from getting involved because they're afraid to get involved already. That when you do things that include the public, you run a very great risk. The next time that people see a kidnapping, they don't want to look stupid because obviously they found out that it was a joke. So the joke's on them. Right. And now what are you going to do the next time that happens? I'm not going to look stupid again. And that's going to stop you from acting possibly in a situation where somebody really needs your help. So when you do public play and you'd want to do a public kidnapping and you want to you want to have uh you know be dragged into the forest and tied to a tree and scream and be beaten and raped and tormented that's great if you unwittingly involve other people into that I think that hurts the bigger picture of society so I personally don't do those types of play. I would not do a kidnapping. First off, I'm now in Texas long enough that I know those two guys would have been shot dead. Oh, 100%. Shot fucking dead. And that would have been a bad day for them. No 5,000. For me, I wouldn't do those types of things. And I know people that have done them in a better way where they have people that do lookouts. Right. You know, they'll have people. So if people come out outside and like freak out, they go, oh, this is this is a role play. We're doing something, you know, so at least it fuses the situation a little bit. Right. And and I've been at like outdoor play parties or whatever, where people it's just kind of like, I'm going to kidnap you at some point tonight and take you and do things to you in other places. And like they're in it, they're in they're in the right environment. It, it's that old adage of know your audience. And if your audience is a bunch of kinksters and everybody kind of already knows what's going to happen, then you're fine. Okay, let's get to something cheerier. (laughs) So the next article we have coming up is called Topping from the Bunker, Tips for Long Distance Kink. You can find this uh, on autostraddle.com and all of our links to all of our articles you can also find on our Discord, which if you want to join us, go to our website and find that out. So... During these lovely times, if you're not able to expand your bubble or if you're quarant- or if you're not able to quarantine with your partner, uh, this article gives some ideas and tricks for those forced to suddenly be in a long-distance relationship. So first of all, some, keep in mind safety. 
There are things that someone on their own shouldn't do that maybe you would usually do in person. This uh, I, the kink that came in mind when I saw that was breath play. Sure, like you, you, you can do choking, and it, like yes, it's dangerous, but it's that there's a level of safety that's not there when you're by yourself. So definitely, I would avoid that. I, I would not do breath play by yourself. Uh, use your words instead. I think. The, keeping the dynamic alive while you're talking over um, whether it's Skype or Zoom or whatever. So saying, uh, keeping up the dynamic of calling your top daddy, saying please, using very submissive or dominant terminology will help keep your encounters and keep your headspace uh, in the right place during your during the, your time together. Now you said um, you've done, we've talked before, and you've said you've done a lot of DS online. Yes, I was in a long-distance DS relationship for about two years. So what's some of the hot stuff that you've done? Give us the dirt. <laughs> so for me, it, it was a lot of fun to order my partner around and to like basically direct their orgasms and direct their play. Not quite role play, but definitely lots of direction. Like, okay, play, play, play. Okay, stop. Like, lots of edging. Um, I would choose what toys she would use. Um, I would choose like the positions that she she was in, and it was like, yeah, there were definitely times I have. There's um, a picture on my phone of where we were playing, and I made her edge uh, thirteen times, I think, ah. around thirteen times before <laughs> I let her come. You're a dick. Oh yeah, she'd been super bratty, and I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna add to how many times you're gonna edge tonight. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and then. It, that became like a challenge because that was like the most anyone had ever made her edge. And so it was kind of like a challenge for any time after that to see if like we could get to that number again. Definitely added to it. That is definitely not Mew or Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> that is a submissive. That is like Mew and Bunny are like, you, you can, you know, edge me one and a quarter times. And then there will be blood. You really need to have the ability to get. And I may be able to edge Bunny more if I hypnotize her. Um, mm -hmm. She'll get more into a submissive state. But that's incredible. That is that is super hot. Now, then, did you make her spank herself with toys? Uh, we did a little bit of that. Uh, her in particular, like she she'd had a dom before do that over like over long distance, and it. It, it felt more humiliating, and that wasn't more. That wasn't quite what she was into. Mm. Um, but I, I do know that people that that it, that is something that a lot of people will do. They'll do sort of role play situations, or just give simple instructions that the the sub can take on. Um, my my sub and I, we would do. I would give her assignments, like she would have to write me a story, whether that and it would it could be cute, it could be erotic, but like she had to write me a story, and she had like a set timeline that she would have to get that done. Um, and then if she did it, then yay, then she get, I would have like, um, an activity tracker basically. And when she got to a certain amount of, uh, activities, I would send her a stuffy or I would send her stickers or I would send her something, you know, Oh, that's cool. Something cheap off Amazon for littles. Yeah. It was, it was very nice. Yeah. It's really cool. That's very cool. Now then you said it was, it could be mostly humiliating in that situation, but I kind of picture it like if there wasn't a lot of teasing of the toy, like now I want you to drag the toy up your leg and, you know, maybe mm -hmm. seduce the toy a little bit more. It might be a little less humiliating um, to have them hit themselves. But um, 
because I'm still Please. holding on to that fantasy enigma. I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. It can be done. It can be oh, done yeah, no, it, with the and, right and headspace. Yeah, and this was just her particular headspace. Like, if, if you have, you can definitely break it up with your with your particular partners and and figure out a better headspace for doing self flagellation. But, and then uh, I started thinking. So, have you ever done like um, where you like POV, like have them set up a cucumber or a dildo or something, like where it kind of sticks out, like it'd be your dick, and then have them, you know, go down on it or fuck it, uh, um, and then. I, I did have her do some some blowjobbing. Um, I one of the things she was very self conscious about um, her her lower body parts, and so mm. there were definitely a couple times when, not quite punishment, but like when I wanted to push her, like I would make her turn around and put her her pussy or her ass like on, on camera and just play with herself while I was directly watching. Like that nice. was super hot, and nice. then. Uh, we actually got into a, a habit for a while where when I would make her play and make her come a lot, she would send me pictures of the wet spot on the bed. Nice. I do that. I've done that. Yeah. Before I got into the lifestyle, I used to do a lot more of this because online was the only only avenue you had to really find kinky people. And right. I used to do things like I would make, I made uh, one woman go into her garden and pick rose petals and then I had her bring them inside and masturbate with the rose petals and then put them in a baggie and mail them to me uh, you know type of thing and so there's definitely yeah or or write my name uh, on a napkin or something and then masturbate and then put the drip on the napkin and take a picture of that and send it to me and that was kind of hot there's so many things that you can do if you just allow yourself to kind of be creative with it and just a note to our perverted podcast ladies out there, if you feel that you have an overwhelming urge for frenzy once this is all over, contact Count Boogie at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and I will help you manage that. I we will we will create a plan for you to do things as safely as possible while still allowing that explosion of frenzy to be focused to my cock and and if boogie's not quite your speed you can find me um at uh, on fetlife enigma 87 um you're more than welcome to reach out to me I, um, i'm happy to to take the other half of the female population that would be that would be wonderful god damn it enigma we're like kinky saints i'll take that the fact that we are so giving in that way, that means you and I, because you know it'd be creepy to be in the same room with you at the at the physical time. Right, right, right. But yeah. we could technically, as we take in our perverted podcast uh, females in their frenzies, you know, like three hundred each, we could like literally call and then like Eiffel Tower over the phone, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and make that happen because we're that nice. Because yep. we're that giving. This is what we give to the listeners, Enigma. <laughs> we deserve the groupies and the frenzy, goddammit. We do indeed. Hey, everybody. This is a editing footnote. I forgot one of the most important points of this segment when Enigma and I were talking today about this. So I wanted to add in about putting your face online with your partner uh, while you are doing things that are sexual or kinky, showing your body parts and your face together. Always remember you are under no obligation to show your face 
and your body at the same time with any partner, whether you've been together for a long time, and especially if it's somebody that you don't really know that well, because you can record these video chat sessions and that can create a lot of problems for you. So feel absolutely free to wear a mask, uh, to do whatever you need to do to cover your face and identifying body marks so you can protect yourself, especially if you have something to lose or you're going to have a career uh, or have a career that you could get in trouble doing that. And if anybody starts to pressure you, obviously, telling you, oh, well, it's not as good if it's not your real face, whatever, you know what, you have the right to tell them to fuck off. So just remember to protect yourself if you're going to be doing uh, actual visual role play with somebody online. That's it. And now back to the show. We're not precise. We don't have lice. And we are not always nice. But we're here if you need some fucking advice. This is from Bakura. I'm assuming it's Bakura because they have a different uh, name that they use when they're reaching us through Patreon. And they've either Bakura or his partner, they both use that same email in the past. Okay. So I don't, I literally don't know which one sent us this. It's one of them. But what they said was when I met my partner, I had chronic back pain that I just lived with because of this. My pain tolerance was high or rather the pain caused to me had to be extreme in order to break through the pain that I was already in. Now I'm fine. The issue was resolved. And this would be great, but my partner can't go as extreme anymore. My pain tolerance is gone. So how do I fix this? Shy of dislocating a hip, how do I get back to having the pain? I love this question. This is a really good question because, and in fact, my opinion is that the very first thing you have to ask yourself is why do you want to do that? Why do you want to go back to taking a lot. That is your jumping off point. If the answer is, I loved the way it feels, I liked who I am when I'm taking more pain, um, I just want to go back there, then great, good for you. It's worth exploring and you go down that path. If you're doing it for somebody else, if you're doing it because the other person liked it more, I just want to make them happy, you got problems because that's not an easy path to go down and you're about to do it solely for someone else. I will say, though, that there is a third possibility. If you and your partner have developed a really good relationship and your dynamic happens to be that you are a heavy bottom and they like to play with you hard and that's what gets both of you off, to suddenly have that pulled away out of your dynamic can be devastating. Because if that your partner, if that's their jam and without it, your interactions are lukewarm, I can understand how you would want to go there, but be damn sure that you're still doing it for more balanced reasons. You're doing it because you want to meet your partner halfway. Ex- accepting more pain boogie, I got to say, when you're not feeling it, when you're, it's not something you really want to do starts can start to in your own mind border on abuse because you're taking you're taking extreme physical pain and you have to be 100% on board with it because at some point you're going to start to resent it you're start going to start to feel bitter and you're going to if you continue keeping your mouth shut I mean I know I'm going into another uh, into a more extreme area but I've actually seen this play out where uh it, it went really really badly because this particular person I <sighs> 
I'm not, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I don't think they listen to the show and I don't really talk to them that much anymore. Anyway, but they were not very mature people. And what happened was that this person did not speak up, that they continued wanting to take more and more and more in order to satisfy the needs of their dominant. And after a while, it really fucked them up because they weren't being honest. They weren't being forthcoming. They weren't talking about what was going on in their head. They just wanted to be that for their dominant. That's something that you actually have to take into account because pain, pain has the ability to draw out in you some really great stuff, but also some really bad stuff. I really don't have anything to add. I think you, you, <laughs> you, that was great. No, wait, wait. But I think that I think that you might have some um, ideas about how to build up that tolerance for for more pain. I mean, you pretty much said it in the first sentence. Like, why, if you have that. I guess if you have that desire and you want to try to get back to it, you know, you, you can do things like build yourself up slowly or put little goals in front of yourself. Like today, I'm going to maybe try to take an extra two cane swats. You have to negotiate this with your top if you're going to try to build back to something. But I, I don't really have any input for that because... I just let it flow how it flows. I mean, I've done this with Mew. I did this with Abyss. I've done this with lots of partners where they take a whole lot and they be, they're they like really heavy bottoms. And then things dynamically and physiologically change inside the person. And then they don't need as much to get into that space or or they just don't like it as much or they have enough stress in their daily life like they took on a new job, a new school or something like that. And now it doesn't feel like the same release, you right. know, anymore. Yeah. So they already have enough pain and suffering in their life. They don't need an extra play scene where they're getting the crap beat out of them right. um, or vice versa. There's a million ways that can go. So I just always kind of roll with it. Um, and then as the stress leaves or the situation changes, physiologically, there's more pleasure surrounding that masochism again. And then it can come back. And if it doesn't, as long as we still have that chemistry, you know, then then we follow that. Right. I will say that it's a good thing to do might be exploring different kinds of pain. Not every pain is the same, and some can bring a completely different thing out in you. Let's say if you're using a cane, that can bring out certain feelings that have nothing to do with the feelings you get when they are spanking you with their hand. They can be both just as intense, but right. they make you feel a completely different way. Some pains make me, they infuriate me. They make me so angry. Right. And other pains lull me into this state of bliss. And I would never know that unless I experimented. Experimenting with different kinds of pains might help you because you. I guess you're just going to have to find your gateway pain. The pain that allows you to go down right. that path where you start taking more. Is it the, the well? Get into needles. You know, there's there's a lot of different types. You know, get into needles. Get into fire play. Get into hotter wax play. Um, get into, you know, knives or cutting or whips. There's there's a lot of different things that you can try and see if you connect to that. But once again, everything you said is true. If you are ultimately doing this for someone else. And your body is just not going to cooperate with your mind. Unhappiness 
is the only thing you can look forward to if you keep pushing that. Because your body is your body. It's going to react how it reacts. You don't have that much control over that. So do your best. And if not, accept the fact that you're not as much of a masochist as as you used to be at that time. I mean, it's true. If you have, if you have a partner who's willing to go down that path with you, it, have a good time. Why does it have to be so extreme? If if your partner isn't a, a full on sadist and that's the only way to get their kink on, you could find so many ways of of experiencing really great play scenes. Just don't don't focus. So if you're focused too much on the level of pain, the tolerance and, and lifting that tolerance higher, I think you're missing out on a lot. I, I don't know anything about your dynamic. I'm just wondering, do you like role-playing? Do you enjoy uh, being any kind of service submissive? Do you enjoy other aspects of, of the power exchange? Uh, there's so much that I know that, that Bakur and his partner are very experienced there's so much that you can do that uh, I think now might be a good time to just start having fun with exploring variety. I agree. And check your ego because oh. bottoms have pain ego just as much as tops have sadist ego. Oh, God, that's so you know? true. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe this is really about you look at other, you know, because we've talked a lot about that and we've seen that in the dungeon a million times where a new bottom or, or a bottom sees other bottoms taking really heavy beatings and everybody's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Look at how much they can take. And you're like, well, I want to be that bottom. And I picture myself as that. And if your body doesn't cooperate, you got to check your fucking ego. Very true. That's a great question. Not tonight. I have a headache. You'll never know what to touch on my balls. And now, Perverted Podcast presents Daddy's Storytime, where everyone is over 18 because none of us want to go to jail. Daddy reads stories, little girls love them. Then they get sleepy, that's when he fucks them. Jack knew it was wrong, but he couldn't help it. Once again, he had his sister Jill bent over the low wall of the well, plunging his hard cock into her wet pussy over and over again, the empty pail long forgotten at the bottom. Oh, Jack, she moaned, her eyes closed in sheer bliss. We mustn't, if anyone found out. She was stopped abruptly as he reached around and pinched each nipple hard, her breasts having been freed from her bodice long ago. Shush, sweet Jill, or someone will hear you, he panted as he continued plunging into her. Now you be a good girl and take your fucking quietly, or I'll have to spank you when we're done. A smile bloomed onto her face. Oh, Jack, you're so good to me. And when they were both sated, and Jack had twice come in his sister, they filled up their pail with water and ran down the hill. Straight for home. Vaginas get fucked and fucked and pounded and fucked and bleed and cramp and babies and fucked. But they keep coming back and we need to be more like that in our souls. We're like vaginas. We are strong and one day we'll come again. 
ass. You can't kiss these lips, but you can kiss our ass. And that's the end of show 272. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Do we have to end the show now, Catherine? You know what? I'm going to start bringing holy water to the podcast. You know, that is so damn cliche. I am holy water. Holy Wallace balls. Uh, that's it. You need to go. No, no, no. I'm just sorry. I won't do it again. I'm that's sorry. it. End the show. End the show. End the show. End the show. Oh, my God. Please, Kathy, end the show. <laughs> I've had a lot of coffee today, Kathy. I'm in Texas and I have walrus balls. What? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. What do you want me to do here? Just end the show. All right. And that's the end of show 272. Boogie and I both would like to extend our most heartfelt gratitude to all of our listeners for hating that play button every week. And most especially to our Patreon subscribers for the support they so generously give us. And as usual, I'll give you all my desperate, needy plea. Write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and ask us your questions. How come you never call anymore? You don't write, you don't call. I could be dead over here. Visit patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider donating five bucks a month. And as always, don't forget to visit us on FetLife.com under the group name Perverted Podcast. Why don't you call? Why don't you call Kathy? Do you wish Kathy was dead? Do you not care about Kathy anymore? Manipulation is sexy. I could be lying in a ditch somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere, but you wouldn't care. You don't have time to write, Kathy, and tell us some of your kinky stories. Why don't you write? I wonder what Satan would sound like as a Jewish grandmother. No. Why don't you write? No. Do you want some gefilte fish? Oh, that's horrible. Don't do it. Uh, Just cut that all right out. Would you like to rub my labia? Satan is a hermaphrodite? (laughs) I like to have access to all of the things down here in hell. We are excited to have you here with us. You inspire us every week to just keep going. Please send Kathy more stories, and let's just keep making this show fun. We'll see you next week. NASCAR is a god to me, me and my whole damn family. Living out the redneck American dream, drinking light beer and screaming at the TV. Oh yeah, it's a simple life. Get done. In the trailer it's hard to get laid. People make fun of how we keep it in the family. My cousin's cute and she's staring at me. She's a little young now, but one day she'll be 18. Oh yeah, it's a simple life. It's a simple, wonderful life. Sitting around the bugs out on a Friday night. It's all right. Getting drunk and watching all the little buggies fry. It's a simple life. We laugh at the city folks running like a squirrel on a treadmill, cell phone, email. At the end of this race, we're both gonna die. Die, die, die. So you might as well have a simple little life. Huh. Ha! Get her done. Huh. Ha! Get her done.
water food spams. Hooray! Deep fried Twinkies are a meal fit for a king. Daddy shot a possum today. Grandpa said cook it and Mama said no way. Oh yeah, it's a simple life. Well, it's a simple, wonderful life. We only want, we only want, we only want a simple life, yeah. We only want, we only want, we only want a simple life, yeah. Get in the truck, kids, we're going to Walmart.